It is Thursday, February 18th. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented by Duval Motor Company. And now, a guy who always looks at life through teal-colored glasses, J.P. It, it might be time for an update. These are black. That is the old primary color. Maybe I need to go shopping. Welcome in. This is Jaguars Happy Hour. My name is J.P. Shadrick. His name is Jeff Lagerman. Well, his name was Joe Fortunato. This is Jeff Lagerman from his home studio. I'm at the stadium. Logs, good afternoon. We have a program ahead of us today. Teal with it. Yes, the primary color has changed. We'll hear from Jimmy Luck, the head equipment manager. He'll show off some of that teal. I mean, you know what it looks like. The Jags have worn this before. We will hear from Jimmy in studio coming up in about 15 minutes or so. And what is next now with the staff in place? We're inside four weeks away from the start of free agency. Maybe we'll list a few guys that the Jags could tag or sign before then. Who do you keep? Who do you let go? Free agency right around the corner. And we'll hear from Charlie Strong from the Ozone podcast that posted earlier today. He's the assistant head coach, the inside linebackers coach, and he is reunited with Urban Meyer. We'll get into that coming up. And our final thoughts on Trevor Lawrence's throwing session. Hey, Logs, by the way, breaking news, the Mars rover has landed. And guess what? There's still Martian soil and rocks everywhere on Mars, according to the video I'm watching right now. I think teal glasses would look sweet on you. I really do. I, th I think you should get some teal colored glasses. The frames? Yeah. Get teal frames. Yeah, I like the frames. What you do know, you think? Basic frames, the teal, you know, it could, it, yeah. Yeah, why not? It, team, be a team player. Get the teal. Teal with it. The whole thing. That's what we're doing this week. I, I like it. You know, hey, hey look. Look, you know, I, I, am, I am happy to hear that teal will be the primary color. It has been the most uh, victorious of all Jaguar jerseys, and it goes back to the roots of where this team was founded on. And for me, there was really, there wasn't any other decision to make. I mean, I, I understand they had a, a big campaign to kind of have the fans get involved, and, and, uh, and obviously they did, and, and the fans spoke, and, and that's all fine and dandy. But look, uh, I, I never understood the whole obsession with black. I don't, I don't quite understand that. Uh, black can be a great accent color, but if you're going to stand, if you're going to stand apart a little bit, you got to have your own color, and the color that you have been has been teal. So deal with it and stick with it. Uh, teal with it, yes, and it harkens back to those mid to late '90s teams. The first few years, of course, you were a part of those with some successful football teams as well. We'll hear from Jimmy Locke on just why the change was made, and it was because of the fan response a lot of times on social media. After our Wednesday during the season happy hours, he would come on here and unveil the uniforms, and all heck would break loose on social media. We'll hear from Jimmy and break that down a little bit coming up. Also a little later, the uh, final thoughts about Trevor Lawrence's throwing session. I'm sure you watched a little of that, Logs. We'll break that down. And Charlie Strong will uh, get a comment from him on the Ozone podcast. But now, you know, what's coming up next? Coaching staff's here. Yes, Slugs, you were going to say something. I got a question. Uh, hit me. 
Okay. <laughs> and Charlie Strong, who is the assistant head coach, and, and obviously was one of the first hires that Urban Meyer made. He was the first, yes. And Charlie's experience is on the defensive side of the ball, right? Correct. So when you get hired, since you're the assistant head coach, I mean, you probably get to pick the position that you get to coach, right? I mean, because you're the assistant head coach. I mean, you're like the El Jefe too. You know, I mean, the, the, the second guy in charge, right? So do you think that Charlie Strong came in and, and Urban said, hey, look, you know, I want to bring you in. And obviously, you're going to be a big part of what we do. You're going to be my assistant head coach. And obviously, your experience is on the defensive side of the ball. Where do you want to coach? Charlie Strong looked at the roster and said, hmm, defensive line. Got Josh Allen. Caleb on Chazon looks promising, but really we don't even have any defensive tackles to speak of. And then well, let's look at the secondary. Well, you know, we, we got one guy we, we feel good about maybe because he was a first-round pick, but really other than that, we don't have a whole lot. And then you look at the linebackers and you see two really good football players and Joe Schobert and Miles Jack, and you go, I think I'll coach that group. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to be the assistant <laughs> head coach and I'll take linebackers early. <laughs> I love it. Hey, that's what it is. He's the right-hand man, and he has the pick of the litter, as they say. And uh, we'll, we'll get into that a little bit later coming up. But, hey, the staff's in now. That means we're, we're inside four weeks from the start of the league year, Logs. So the, the first thing up for the staff is to figure out who's on the team, evaluate what you have, figure out what you want to bring back before the start of free agency, re-sign early or a franchise tag or, or all that. And then once you get to free agency, what moves do you want to make in that department? That's where they are right now. This is that time frame where they're, they're studying this roster to try to figure out because the franchise tag opportunity opens next week sometime uh, is the, the first chance to start tagging a player. And then you can re-sign your guys if you want. There are a lot of guys coming up for free agency. Yeah, or you can re-sign guys anytime. I mean, that's, uh, yeah. that's the one benefit of having your own free agents is that you don't have to wait until free agency to talk to your guys. And so that conversation can be ongoing. But I'm sure that, uh, that recently with this coaching staff, I'm sure it has been an absolute crash course in evaluating the roster that you have because they need to make some decisions. And there's probably not a ton of them. And, and, and some of the decisions that you have to make aren't looming, like you have to make them now. But there's a few of them that you've got to make. I mean, as far as guys that are going to get free agency, and do you want to have a conversation with those guys before that happens? So you want to have the input from all of the new staff. So I'm sure that that has been priority number one. And then once that is done, evaluating your own roster with your own coaching staff, and then you move on to the next phase or in conjunction with that phase, you're evaluating the potential free agent crop because you want to have some type of comparison. You know, so when you evaluate your guys, you're also kind of putting that on a scale of, well, our guys like a six, okay, well, let's look at all the position, the guys that are free agents at that position. Well, there's going to be three guys that we think are sevens. So maybe you sit there and you say, okay, well, our guys a six, we can do better with this guy in free agency with us who's a seven. And there's, let's say three of them that are going to be available in free agency. So let's not make him re-sign our guy who's a six of priority right now because we know we've got three sevens in free agency if we get there. And sevens and sixes are, are of course, like a grade uh, that sure. I would put on a player or that scouts would put on a player. And so 
I think those are the things that the coaching staff has to do now because you can't evaluate yours unless you can kind of compare with what you else you can get elsewhere. And then once you evaluate yours and then the free agent crop or the expected free agent crop, then you turn to the evaluation of the college draft class. And that's going to be really challenging. And I know that uh, the Jaguars made some hires this week to strengthen their personnel department that they brought on with their general manager. And, uh, and those guys, I'm sure, are very trusted people, uh, trusted people both from the general manner standpoint and also from the head coaching standpoint, because you can see that there's kind of a little bit of a mix in the background. So you can see that they're kind of, I don't want to say circling the truth, but they're bringing in people now that are going to help them evaluate personnel, pro personnel and college personnel. And that's the priority right now. You got you to make the evaluations now because here pretty soon, it's going to be time to start making decisions. Yeah, here it comes. The uh, decision-making process is right around the corner. So we're going to play a game today, Logs. I'm going to go through a handful of pending – A football game. No, we're not playing a football game. It's a game involving football, but it's not a football oh. game. This is pending free agents. Okay. We're going to pick a few pending Jaguars free agents, and would you, General Manager Jeff Lagerman, re-sign them or figure out a way to keep them around? How about okay. that? Are you ready? Uh, let's start with DJ. Right, well, I, 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 that's going to be a really easy game. Really easy game for me. Let's go. Okay. Cornerback DJ Hayden, 31 years old. Uh, absolutely bring him back. He's one of the best nickel players that there is in the league, in my opinion. I think he's an outstanding player, and he would provide great leadership. Well, it, it's a little early. We can't go into numbers. You know, we haven't had the full cap ready. So this is kind of just a... a Yes or no kind of game. That's a good answer. Okay, you're a yes. Put you for a yes on DJ Hayden. Tyler Eifert, tight end. Uh, I want to see what's out there. And and the reason I say that is I think Tyler Eifert was solid. Uh, but for that position, you need dynamic. And, uh, and I want to have somebody who's really dynamic. And, you know, the old thing I was talking about, okay, well, there's a – your guy might be a six, but there might be a guy out there in free agency who's a seven. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, the Tennessee Titans, I believe, have a tight end that's going to be available in free agency, possible, possibly in free agency, and Jonu Smith. I mean, th that's a whole nother level where where you can get at at the tight end position. So for me, uh, that's not a priority, and uh, I would rather shop in the market and, and make an upgrade there. Uh, for me. I'd rather draft a tight end because if a tight end comes out in free agency, then the original team probably has a reason why he's out there in free agency, right? Not always, though, JP. This year is different. I mean, I think that argument can work, I think, in some years. But this year especially, that argument can be put on the shelf. And the reason why is with the cap expected to drop down 175, 180 million, wherever it ends up. 180 is the lowest. You're going to have a significant amount of teams. They're not going to have a choice, JP. They're going to have to cut ties with guys they love. I mean, that they absolutely love. And uh, so you're going to be able to find some guys that aren't just, okay, well, there's a reason why this guy's available because the other team, you know, they don't like him. Well, <laughs> the, the, the big reason is going to be for some teams, they can't get under the daggum cap. I mean, they don't have a choice. So, you know, you take that kind of out of your mind this year because of the cap situation. Avery Jones, defensive tackle, undrafted player some years ago. Now he's 30 years of age. What would you do with Avery? 
Uh, I would probably move on and uh, because I, I think you, look, I like Avery and he has been uh, one of the longest tenured Jaguars and uh, but you've got a really good young player that, that you drafted last year and uh, you're probably excited about him and you need to make a significant upgrade at the defensive tackle spots and, and the upgrade needs to happen when it comes to finding people that can rush the passer and push the pocket. And that's not what Avery does best. You know, Avery's kind of a run player. He's solid, uh, but you know, you need, to make a, you need to make a little step up from solid. But look, here's the deal. I like Avery Jones, and I'm not gonna just ignore it and say, hey, I don't need him. I'm moving on from him. Uh, I'm having a conversation with Avery and that, hey, I wanna bring him back, but I wanna bring him back at a, a really affordable number. When I say an affordable number, probably close to minimum. He ended up year, the year hurt last year. He hasn't been a big numbers guy. Mm -hmm. uh, so for me, I think you can probably do a deal that's close to minimum and then let him come in and compete and, uh, and see how you end up in free agency, see how you end up in the draft and see how, how the competition ends up. I think, I think you bring him back, but I think you bring him back. At a, he's not a, you know, you're not gonna put a big number on him. We're going to get a few more here before we head out to our first break logs. Keelan Cole, wide receiver. This is a position group that has a little bit of star power to it. Keelan Cole worked his way up as an undrafted player. Now he'll be a free agent. Yeah, and I like Keelan Cole. I think he is a guy that, uh, you know, going back to my days with the Jets, the head equipment guy with the New York Jets, Bill Hampton Sr., is a, an amazing guy and, and uh he had an assistant, JP, that worked with him. And he was an older fella, and his name was Mickey Rendine. Okay. And we used to have a lot of fun with Mickey. You know, Mickey was a retired guy. You know, he used to work in the Yankees clubhouse forever, had a million stories about uh, some of the all-time great Jets and also some of the all-time great Yankees because he worked both clubhouses. And he used to have a saying, him and Bill Hampton Sr., and it was, the more you can do, young man the more you can do. And I think that they used to tell us that all the time because they just wanted us to help them fold towels in the laundry room, <laughs> which we did. But I think it applies to Keelan Cole because Keelan Cole does everything that you ask of him. He does punt returns, kick returns. He plays the all three positions at wide receiver and he does it with a smile on his face and he goes about his business. I think he's a, he's a strong professional and I like his work ethic and, and is he, going to be a high price free agent. I don't think he is, but I think he's going to be an affordable player. And I want to try to bring back as, uh, as many good, professional, affordable players as I can. I want Keelan Cole back. Let's get one more. And we've heard your thoughts about this next player already in previous shows. But let's hear it again. Tyler Shatley, interior offensive lineman, is going to be a free agent. He's been around here as a backup for a long time. He's had limited roles and starting opportunities when Linder's hurt or when one of the guards is out. Uh, Shatley could have a chance to be a starter in this league. Do you try to get him back? You obviously try, right? Well, let me start by saying this about Tyler Shatley. Tyler Shatley's value is probably more to this franchise than maybe some other franchises because your starting center hasn't been able to still hasn't been able to stay healthy consistently, and that's Brandon Linder. It seems like uh, three out of four years that Tyler Shatley is needed for a quarter, maybe half of the season because of an injury that, that Brandon Linder sustained. So 
Uh, I would like to have him back just because he has, uh, he's a very good center, he's dependable, he's durable, he is a good solid player. And, and on top of that, uh, Tyler Shatley, I think this past year really showed that he can be a starting caliber center in this league, which may make it difficult to bring him back. So I would like to see him back, but I don't know if you're going to be able to afford him because he got a lot of good film out there last year with the amount that he played. And let me say this, JP, yeah. because I'm not one of those guys that, that you know, you, you look at, at players and your roster is, is and I use a, a term that Vic Ketchman, who used to be the senior editor of Jaguars.com, and he was pre-Ozone, and he used to say and to call players, you know, the jars on the shelf. And, and, and I adhere to the philosophy that if you've got a roster and those are your jars on the shelves, all the players, I don't like taking jars off of that shelf unless I get a, little, a, a prettier, more valuable jar to put up there before I take one of them down. You know, so I believe in competition. I believe in making your roster as strong as you possibly can and letting the competition decide which ones aren't as pretty to take down. So keep them all up there until you start adding real pretty ones and let them compete and then take them all. So, so you'll probably, I'll probably end up saying a lot more keep them and yes, I want him back more so than I will say no, I, I want that guy gone, I want him replaced just because I do like to have the competition and you would rather take a, a, a put a good one up there before you take one off. There you have it, a few pending free agents. General Manager Jeff Lagerman making some early decisions before the start of the league year. And we're back in a moment with Head Equipment Manager Jimmy Luck. The teal primary uniforms have been announced. We'll get his thoughts on that a little later. Some Trevor talk. You know who Trevor is. And we'll go around the National Football League. Charlie Strong also We'll hear from uh, the Jaguars assistant head coach in the Ozone podcast. All that coming up. We're off and running as Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. At Tropical Smoothie Cafe, one taste and you're feeling good now, smiling wider now, seeing brighter now, bucket dunking now, staying now. Popping a wheelie now, living lighter now. You're on Tropic Time now. And on Mondays, try our Jaguars Duval Delight Smoothies for $2.99. And you're roaring louder now, end zone dancing now, sipping spirit now. You're on Tropic Time now at Tropical Smoothie Cafe. Kessler Creative, proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars, has the large format printing services running in high gear. Creating large banners for marketing events, full vehicle wraps. Learn how Kessler changes the game with print and direct mail innovation. From eye-catching restaurant menus to real estate yard signs and event displays, Kessler does it all. Kessler Creative, Jacksonville, Florida. Results-driven marketing and a proud partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Why live with foot or ankle pain? If you have persistent pain, numbness, tingling, burning pain on the bottom of your foot, or swelling that doesn't improve with home treatment, it may be time to see Jacksonville Orthopedic Institute. Our foot and ankle specialists have innovative new options to help you get back in the swing of things without persistent pain that slows you down. Call JOI 2000 or go to joionline.net for an appointment. 
Jaguars fans, did you know that with Drizzly, you can get Tito's Handmade Vodka delivered to your door in under 60 minutes? Well, you can. And now they're giving all fans $10 off their first order. Use the code JAGS10 at checkout. Just download the Drizzly app or go to drizzly.com and make sure you're all set to mix it up with Tito's Handmade Vodka for the perfect game day. That's D-R-I-Z-L-Y.com. And remember to use the special code JAGS10 to save $10 on your first order. 80-proof Tito's Handmade Vodka. Distilled and bottled in Austin, Texas. Crafted to be savored responsibly. Hey, Jaguars fans, are you ready to talk some trash? Well, nobody talks trash quite like Waste Pro, the official waste service and recycling partner of the Jacksonville Jaguars. Specializing in residential and commercial solid waste and recycling collection, processing, and disposal, Waste Pro is equipped to handle all your recycling and garbage removal needs. For service, call 904 731 7288. Waste Pro, caring for communities and caring for Jacksonville. With over 100 years of experience, Duval Motor Company knows experience counts, both on the field and under the hood. That's why all of their service departments are staffed by certified professionals who take pride in servicing any make and model, not just the vehicles they sell. Keeping your vehicles on the road is what drives Duval Motor Company. They know how much you depend on your car, and you can depend on them to put service first. Any make, any model, any location. DuvalMotorCompany.com Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by TIAA Bank. Created to serve, built to perform. Publix, where shopping is a pleasure. And Baptist Health, changing health care for good. Welcome back. It's Jaguars Happy Hour presented by the Duval Motor Company. J.P. Shadrick, Jeff Lagerman, and head equipment manager Jimmy Luck joining us. The media darling now of the Jaguars organization. Jimmy Luck has been all over every media outlet in Jacksonville, Florida over the last two days. Yeah. And we're, we're glad you're on this one, Jimmy. It's great to see you. What's up? Well, I, I've been hearing about it, too. Uh, <laughs> You know, even the new coaches, they they already on me about it. So. I bet they are, right? I mean, now no, Jimmy's the star, right? You're the you're the guy. It's in the press does, release. Does Jimmy has his own public relations staff? I mean, I think press so. releases. I mean, very well written releases, statements. I mean, Pretty wow. Pretty good. Yeah, un- unfortunately, I've become the face of the teal ra- of the teal jersey, which is not a good. I don't have. I have a face for radio. <laughs> well, there you go. Um, it is something else. I mean, this is. This was uh, really a fan-driven deal, Jimmy. I mean, every Wednesday on Happy Hour during the season, we unveil the uniforms for Sunday. Mm-hmm. You unveil the uniforms for Sunday. But um, you You're always get some kickback on social media because people are all over you. Yeah, no matter what I bring out, they don't like. Uh, but that's, I mean, that's part of it. It's, it's fun, though, to, to interact with those guys and – the fans, I mean, you know, they they're the ones that that wanted the the teal, and as, as well as the players too. Um, you know, we try to make everybody happy. Don't always do that, but uh, I think everybody's fired up about uh, about going back to the teal. So, what would be the the combination with the pants? I mean, it, obviously, the teal jerseys, the helmets will stay pretty much the same. So, is it a combination with white pants, like going back to the beginning, uh, Jimmy, or might it be? Some different variations, maybe teal pants, maybe black pants. Yeah, I mean, I would foresee us most of the time wearing the white pants with the teal jerseys, kind of like um, like back in the day. But also, um, you know, the all teal went over really well. So I imagine us at least doing that once. Um, 
and then maybe just to switch it up, you know, the black pants here and there. Because um, I think that's I, – I like the contrast of the black and teal. Um, you know, we're probably not going to wear that like September 1st when it's 1,000 degrees outside. But, um, you know, I, I definitely think we'll, we'll get a combination of all three, but probably mostly the white with the teal. And the home team determines the jersey – and the the teams themselves can determine the pants at a later date, right? That's correct. Yeah. So by June first, uh, we've got to submit to the league what we want to wear for the home games. Um, so obviously, once the schedule comes out, I'll sit down with um, Coach Meyer and Trent and say, okay, hey, here's here's kind of what I think. Here's what we've done in the past. Here's why we've done this, this, and this. And then we'll make that determination on uh, what color. You're going to just take control of that situation, Jimmy? No? <laughs> no, that's not how it works with, the, the, of course, the new staff involved here. Now, how many times can you wear or are you supposed to wear the primary jersey? Is that you could, in theory, wear that every home game if you wanted to, right, since it's the primary jersey, or do you mix in the, the black? Uh, no, that's we can wear it as many times as we want. Uh, and then also, if for some reason somebody does like we do, where that first game and it's hot and we make them wear a colored jersey, um, we would wear the teal for that. Um, I really don't see us wearing the, the black more than once or twice a year. Um, I think, you know, there was some talk about, you know, since we've always worn that in London, maybe keeping that, you know, the, the jersey for London and then keeping uh, the teal for, uh, for Duval and, you know, for the fans here in the 904. Hey, Logs, what was your favorite teal memory? There were a lot of good games in teal back in the old days. Oh God! I, I mean, <laughs> I'd be honest with you, JP and Jimmy. I mean, I I don't distinguish memories in football games based on what color jersey ah, that I was or okay. wasn't wearing. I okay. mean, it's uh, yeah. I mean, I can tell you this: like going back to the Morton Miss, which propelled us into the playoffs mm-hmm. in '96. I don't even remember what color jersey we were wearing at that time. My <laughs> guess would be teal, just because that was kind of the home color for us. Yeah, Is well, that that's, right? that's that's funny that you say that. The the a lot of the big moments, like obviously that one, and you know, seeing pictures of Fred running and and Tony and all that, like you see him in the teal jerseys. So um, that's that's kind of cool to 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 bring that back and relive some of those memories. Yeah, the Atlanta game that was I grew up in Atlanta, so I remember that for the wrong reason, but. <laughs> Right. Now, what we need is the full cat on the sleeve again, like the old days, Jimmy. Can you do something about that? No, 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 no. You don't like the full <laughs> no, cat? Come no. on, Logs. I, I, cool. I, I don't. I do not like the full cat on the sleeve. And, and the reason why, and Jimmy probably will attest to this, most of your p- positional players, and especially your offensive linemen, they don't want to have anything that may interrupt with their flow when it comes to the jersey going around the arms. Because the less cloth that you can have around the shoulder pad, the better. Mm-hmm. And then when you have a logoed cat that's right up here on your shoulder, it just it just messes with the flow a little bit, in my opinion. Wow. You might be the only person that doesn't like that. <laughs> well, you but got no, a it's, cat it's, on the helmet. I mean, no, it's true. I mean it's you don't true. need a cat on the side. Come on. Yeah, okay. No. It, is, it is tough to get a patch no, this and, big and, and, on a sleeve and Jimmy, this big. Well, that's true. Jimmy, that's true. Well, Jimmy will probably tell you. I mean, Jimmy, one of the things that I, I, I remember when I was in New York, we didn't have uh, custom jerseys. When I came to Jacksonville as the equipment manager at the time, Bobby Monica, mm-hmm. this was something that I, I'd never have ever seen in my life. And I know, Jimmy, that you guys still do this to this day, that you have 
people that come in to work in the equipment room during the week to literally custom tailor every jersey for that player's desires or needs. And when I was in New York, Jimmy, you, you probably remember they used to have like shoestring holes mm -hmm. in yep. the underneath of this part of the jersey so you could string the jersey up nice and tight. Well, nowadays, Jimmy will have somebody come in and they'll have the player put the jersey on and they'll they'll fold it and then mark it and literally take the fabric out. So these these jerseys literally fit like perfect gloves nowadays. Yeah, what we what we normally end up doing nowadays is some of that is we get it smaller and then add an insert in certain spots to to let it fit a little bit tighter. But yeah, you can do multiple things. Like there's still some stuff where like the Cowboys were always big about tying the jersey down like right there in the front. Um, and some of those things, yeah. But now with, um, you know, we, we're fortunate enough to have Cornell. He comes in pretty much every day during the season and take a little bit out here, add a little bit there, shorten something here, lengthen something there. So, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's really it's, – it, it helps everybody. Jimmy, did you see the, uh, the video after the, all the 21,000 retweets on the at Jaguars social channel? They put out the video with Josh Allen, Jaguars defensive end, and – it was pretty darn cool. I don't know if you saw that or not. I'm sure you did. We're looking at it now on Jaguars.com. Some of the behind-the-scenes footage of that that will be available on Jaguars.com. But it's cool to have Josh involved in that announcement the other day, Jimmy. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, I got with uh, with PCAV and Everett and all those guys and to get uh, Josh some stuff for that. And uh, Yeah, it turned out really well. Um, it was pretty cool, the, uh, the little place they did that over at the uh, glass factory. Oh, that's where that was. Yeah, okay. kind of a uh, neat warehouse-looking thing. So In the rail yard district over across yeah. the interstate here. Yeah, pretty neat. Uh, really cool stuff. Uh, check it out, jaguars.com or the at Jaguars social media accounts. Uh, and it's been a big week for Jimmy Luck, but um, we'd <laughs> like to think that this is part of your big week, and thank you for taking the time out, Jimmy. Appreciate you as always, and we'll talk to you again soon. All right, appreciate it. Thanks for having me. <laughs> Jimmy Luck, give him a follow on Twitter, at Jags Equip. Is that right? Yeah, that's it. This I one mostly just retweet. I, I don't tweet a whole lot right now, but oh. i got to do better about that. I was about to say, you got a lot going on right now. This is the time to yeah. tweet. Yeah, teal right? with it. we got a teal with oh, it. Oh, yeah, teal with it shirt. We got the. I forgot to show that off. Teal with it shirt. We're tealing with it. Yes, we are. That's the primary jersey. Our thanks to Jimmy Luck. We're back in a moment. We'll hear from Urban Meyer right after Trevor Lawrence's throwing session. And a little later, Charlie Strong reunited with Urban. And this is Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network. Forever Vets Animal Hospital has always been about helping animals with same-day appointments, walk-ins, and extended hours. Keeping your pets healthy is important to their experienced and dedicated staff. From preventive care, surgical, diagnostic, and emergency procedures, they offer quality pet care at a reasonable cost. Your pets deserve the best, and that's Forever Vets. Visit ForeverVets.com to learn more and book your first free office exam today. They can't wait to have you as a part of the Forever Vets family. Jaguars fans, game day is back. And this year we've teamed up with Jameson to add another win to your week with official Jaguars and Jameson branded collectible stadium cups. They're only available for a limited time in the Jacksonville metro area. So grab yours today, pour a smooth Jameson, ginger and lime, and cheer on the Jags with Jameson. Taste responsibly. Jameson Irish Whiskey. 40% alcohol by volume. 80 proof. Product of Ireland. Copyright 2020. Imported by John Jameson Import Company. New York, New York. You won't find a better deal to keep your ride clean than Scrubble's Flexible Service Car Wash. 
start in the tunnel wash and experience state-of-the-art equipment while enjoying a soapy light show. Our quality soaps and solutions keep your vehicle streak-free. Every three-minute car wash package comes with self-serve vacuuming, lint-free towels, window cleaner, and a free air freshener. Visit us at the St. John's Town Center, Fleming Island, and Atlantic Beach. And coming soon to Kernan in Atlantic. Trust the bow tie. You'll know quality once you arrive. Go Jags! Hey Jags fans, heading to TIAA Bank for a game? Take advantage of Jags Pay and keep your stadium transactions touch-free. Jags Pay is an all-new partnership between the Jaguars and Tappet to give our fans a contactless payment option for all concessions and merchandise. It's fast, safe, and easy to use. Just download the official Jaguars app on any mobile device, tap Jags Pay, and set up your secure payment method. You're all set. To learn more, visit jaguars.com slash jagspay. See you at the bank. Floridians know what it means to stand together. That's why Florida Blue is committed to the people of Florida by providing health care with lower costs and higher quality. Enroll within 60 days of life-changing events, such as losing your job, to get benefits like plans as low as $0 a month and up to $500 per year towards your premiums and wellness rewards. Call 1-800-750-0164 or visit floridablue.com slash care today. Florida Blue is a trade name of Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Florida Incorporated. These health benefit plans have limitations and exclusions. Welcome to a new era of Jaguars football. The reload has begun, beginning with new head coach Urban Meyer. When you grab a seat in this beautiful stadium, you're going to see a team play really fast. I want a team that plays fearless. Don't miss out on the best seats before they're gone. Lock in your tickets now for the 2021 season by placing a deposit at Jaguars.com. Jaguars Happy Hour is presented in part by DreamFinders Homes, homes that fit your lifestyle. Next Grill, everyone's invited. And Adeco. Visit adecousa.com. And I asked them, I said, there's three choices you have. Number one is you can wait till March 11th Pro Day, but now you're getting near August and it's getting late because it's a five to six month injury. Um, the second thing you cannot throw, he's probably a good enough player, he could have said, I'm not doing it, him and his agent. Or the third thing, I said, why don't you go grab a ball and go throw throw for a little bit. I'd like to have our coordinator and uh, passing game coordinator watch you. They've never seen you, I've seen you. And he said, let's go. That was it. Next thing I know, we talked to Woody and we're here at a pro day that they put together like that. that that's a guy that loves football. That's a guy that's confident of his ability and uh, that was really impressive. There you have it. That's Jaguars head coach Urban Meyer right after the throwing session of Trevor Lawrence, the Clemson quarterback, and welcome back. It's Jaguars happy hour. James Slater had that interview on NFL Network. We appreciate them for sharing, and it seems like Urban was pretty happy with the way that went the other day. I think um, he had the, the, the closest view of it, I'll say that, Logs, right there in the middle of the field all day, and then after, a couple days after that, the surgery on the left shoulder labrum apparently went very well. And all should be on track for him to start throwing in, as he said, as Trevor said, four to six, Trevor, like I know him, Trevor Lawrence, four to six weeks. And then uh, five to six months should be full go. That's in time for training camp. So it's all good in the quarterback world. And it was a big message, you know, with, with Urban standing there. Not that he will ever admit that, but... Uh, the Jags have the number one pick. It was the first big media football event since Urban Meyer has been the head coach here. Uh, 
And uh, I think the message was this is the quarterback of this team. And it showed in Clemson the other day, Logs. Yeah, I, I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, not very often that you get to have one of the greatest college coaches of all time kind of, I don't want to say stand his ground and mark his territory, but that's kind of what it looked like a little right. bit. And obviously he's very good friends with Dabo Sweeney, the head coach of Clemson. And so it was cool to see the camaraderie you know, with, with two coaches that obviously have had unbelievable success and they're two of the best in the business when it comes to coaching, and I don't care what level it is. Uh, so that was cool to see. And I, I don't think that Urban meant anything by it, so to speak. I just thought that he felt comfortable with Dabo and, and was obviously very comfortable with, uh, with Trevor Lawrence, too, because obviously the conversation happens to allow something like this to happen so that he can go ahead and have the surgery. So... Uh, it's, it's pretty interesting, though, that he, he alluded to the conversation and he talked about the alternatives for Trevor Lawrence. I mean, look, you don't have those conversations with somebody that you're not going to draft. So if anybody had an idea that, well, maybe, you know, the Jaguars might pick somebody else, well, I'll throw that out the window after after what uh, Urban Meyer just said right there. But, uh, but pretty cool stuff. Uh, I was very surprised at how light that Trevor Lawrence is. I thought he would weigh a little bit more. Uh, I want to say he was like in the 215 right. range, something yep. like that. But I would expect him to be somewhere in that 225 to 230. And, and I think that's somewhere that he probably is going to need to be. Once he gets at the NFL level, I think it will help him a little bit. Uh, but if it's not something that he that he needs to do, that's fine. I'm not saying that, it, that it's an absolute must, but I think it would help him. I think it would help him have more more strength, more velocity, and be able to take a little bit more of a pounding. So, But I don't think there's any kind of concern about the surgery because that's one of the things that everybody wants to talk about. Well, you know, what what could this do to Trevor? No, not, this is not going to impact him whatsoever. It's a non-throwing shoulder, and it's a, it's a, it's a small procedure for the most part. And I don't want to say it's a minor procedure because – the only minor procedures are the ones that are on somebody else and not you. And obviously, <laughs> right. I don't want to say that for Trevor Lawrence because right. I've had many surgeries. And for the most part, a labrum tear is pretty minor. Uh, or should I say something that's not that big of a deal to rehab from. So he should be fine and uh, on track to be the Jaguars' number one pick overall. I know you never played quarterback, but uh, of all the surgeries... I did. JP, whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, whoa, excuse me. I played quarterback. What? I played quarterback. What grade okay? was this in? Uh, I, look, I, was, I was a quarterback going all the way back to when I played for the Lions, the Rams, <laughs> the Braves, um, uh, and then uh, my freshman year in high school, I was a quarterback, but then one of my good friends, Randy Boyer, beat me out at quarterbacks. So they're like, look, uh, you lost, so we want you to play because you're pretty good, and we want to have our best players on the field, so we're going to play you at tight end. Like, cool. But I was, I mean, in my mind, I was going to be the quarterback and play middle linebacker. And when I was in, JP, when I was in Little League, I want to say it was for the Bears, no, the Braves. When I was the quarterback for the for the Braves, and I don't, it was like C League, whatever grade that was. It was like uh, elementary school or whatever. I even used to call my own plays. Can you believe that? Wow. I mean, I was like in second and third grade calling my own plays at quarterback, and I'm going to tell you, when we got into that huddle, 
We ran, I mean, we were a powerhouse football team. We ran 17 sweep. We ran 18 sweep. We didn't have very many plays that were called with a two and a three in front of the number. There was there was 17s, 14s, 16s, 18s, because the number one, you know who gets the ball when it's the number one is the first digit? Who's that, Logs? Do you? You tell Quarterback, me. Quarterback, baby. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> I was calling my own plays. I uh, was running it. Well, we're taking the scenic route right now to get to my point, but we'll continue down this path just because. What was your record as a starter, Logs? Uh, as a quarterback, yeah. God, I don't even know, man. See, I, okay, I well now you can't, you can't criticize good. other starting quarback records. Pretty good. I don't even know yours. I'm just saying. Now, my whole point that of this conversation was: of all the surgeries you've had, which are many, did you ever have a shoulder labrum repair? Yeah, yeah, both of them. Yeah. Um, matter of fact, uh, I had my my left one done. Uh, when I was in New York, and then I had a major surgery on my right shoulder the following year, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, and then obviously Dr. Kaplan, thank you very much, JOI oh, yes. and Dr. Kaplan. He has also fixed up some labrum issues recently, but most importantly, I had full blown rotator cuff repair. So, mm. uh, but the the labrum out of all the shoulder surgeries that I had, JP, which was complete rotor, rotator cuff repairs on both shoulders. And then on my right shoulder, I had an anterior capsular shift and a, a minor labrum fix. And then on my left shoulder, it was a minor labrum. The, the labrum in my left and the labrum in my right, which was in conjunction with a bigger surgery. So the, the labrum was like no big deal at all. It was like, okay, it was uncomfortable to sleep for a couple of weeks. And then four to six, eight weeks later, man, I was ready to rock and roll. So not a big deal. If anyone would know, it's Jeff Lagerman. He's been cut on... So many on times. shoulders. Now, there's, I mean, other parts of the body I probably can't comment as much on. Like, I, I haven't had many, a lot of elbow surgeries. I had a torn bicep tendon, but no, no, uh, no other issues there. Yeah. Knees. I've had the ACL microfractures, the the MCLs, the PCLs. I mean, I, like, I've, I've had all the alphabets. Yeah. If you need an expert on hernia repair, I got you covered. All that other stuff, I don't know much about. I got about. you on that one too, JP. Yeah. Where was yours too at? Too much info, but that's okay. I'm not, we're not going to go down that path any further. We're going to come back my, in a moment. I had, I, had the umbilical, <laughs> I had the umbilical hernia, you know, where you yeah. my innie became an Audi. I remember one day I looked down and I had like a hot dog sticking out of my belly. I'm like, what the <laughs> hell is going on? So I go see the doc, and I'm like, doc, what's going on? And he takes his finger, and he pushes the intestine back into my belly button. Then it went back to an any. I'm like, what's going on? And he said, we well, have a tear in your muscle wall there, and that's why you, you get the little protrusion there. He goes, when that thing, you got to be careful. If it gets stuck out, you can that's lose right. the blood supply to that part of your stomach. It wouldn't be good. But, yeah, I had a – I'm an any guy. I have an any, but I had yeah. an Audi for a little bit of time, yeah. about a year. Uh, Joe Fortunato would like to chime in. I'm scared of this. Real quick, I just want to let you know I probably will never have hot dogs again. Yeah, okay? I think I'm out on that. I'm not hungry anymore, <laughs> and I've opened Pandora's box. And we're back in a moment. We'll hear from Charlie Strong, the assistant head coach. He joined John Ozier on the Ozone Podcast today. And plenty more ahead as we come down the stretch. It's Jaguars happy hour. No more surgery talk on the Jaguars digital network. At Jacksonville International Airport, the health and safety of travelers is their number one priority. 
They're doing everything they can to mitigate the spread of COVID-19. From adhering to CDC cleaning guidelines, requiring facial coverings in the terminal, and encouraging social distancing at every point of the airport experience. For a comprehensive look at what the airport, airlines, and their shops, restaurants, and rental cars are doing to keep passengers safe, please visit jacksairportcares.com to learn more. You're working from home. So how do you connect with coworkers and clients? With Ring Central, the number one global communication solution for business. Ring Central makes talking, texting, collaborating, and video calls easy. And it's all on one platform. And when we say everyone should be connected, we mean it. It's why we're giving Ring Central free to educators, health providers, and nonprofits. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Welcome to the new Ring Central. Jaguars fan, Brian Sexton here. I've discovered something that will take your tailgate to the next level this football season. Bernie Grills. You've never seen anything like these portable all-wood grills. Bernie's are convenient, affordable, and simple to use with no messy cleanup. Bernie's real alder wood flavor makes burgers and brats taste delicious. I grilled some steaks on mine the other night, and they were incredible. So get your Bernie Grill for the next game at BernieGrill.com or at Amazon. Bernie Grill. Light. Grill. Done. Bold statement. Saving money with Geico is almost better than watching football. Think about it. When you're watching the game, yelling at the quarterback to throw the ball, throw it, Williams is wide open, why are you doing this to me? Use that rocket arm, come on! They don't listen to you. But if you went into a Geico office and yelled, someone please help me save some money on car insurance, everyone would hop to it. Except the intern, because it's his first day and he doesn't even have a computer yet. See? Better. Switch and save with Geico. It's almost better than sports. Nothing kicks off your game better than a handful of Georgia peanuts. Power-packed with protein, essential nutrients, and great taste, Georgia peanuts are the MVP for affordability, sustainability, and nutrition. To score life's touchdowns with recipes and fun facts, check out gapeanuts.com. The perfectly powerful peanut is brought to you by the family farmers of the Georgia Peanut Commission. Peanuts, get your Jaguars fans, new head coach Urban Meyer is locked in and ready to deliver a championship to Northeast Florida. These fans, especially our loyal season ticket holders, deserve a winner. Don't miss your chance to be at the bank this fall to watch history in the making. Touchdown, Jaguars! Lock in your tickets for the 2021 season by placing a deposit now at Jaguars.com. Limited lower bowl tickets remain. Call 904-633-2000 today to learn more. Just our relationship, uh, you know, we've built it over the years. Mm-hmm. And uh, just having a chance to uh, come back and work with him again was, uh, you know, very appealing. And I, ju- I just feel like you know, sometimes you um, you just know coaches and you've been in this profession a long time and some guys just have a way of, of how they win, how they build programs, and I just wanted to be a part of it. Charlie Strong, the assistant head coach, inside linebackers coach for the Jacksonville Jaguars, joining John Osier on the Ozone podcast. It was posted this morning on the official Jaguars podcast network, and many people listen to this program on the official podcast network as well. You can uh, check out the Ozone podcast, the latest today, 
I give it five stars. It was a fantastic conversation with a guy that uh, has been around Urban Meyer and uh, for, for a long, long time. They go back to the old days at Notre Dame when they first met. And, uh, you know, obviously Strong has been a, an assistant at Florida through three different coaches, Spurrier, Ron Zook, and Urban Meyer. He himself was a head coach a number of different places uh, recently. Last year was an analyst at Alabama and now comes to join Urban Meyer again, Logs. And, you know, it's a relationship that goes back a long, long way. That's why, as we mentioned earlier, he was the first hire Urban Meyer made on this staff. Yeah, I think that's, uh, you know, when you when you take a job like that, most of your head coaches, one of the things that they do is they try to surround themselves with people, number one, that they can trust, and number two, that are really good coaches. And I think Charlie Strong obviously fits both those categories for Urban Meyer and, and a good hire. You know, the, the two have had great success together, and so they're going to try to replicate it at the NFL level, and I look forward to watching it. You know, and JP, most importantly, you know, I, I look – forward to at some point getting to know some of these coaches. I mean, obviously with COVID, it has changed the dynamic, obviously a tremendous amount to where we don't get to spend a lot of time around some of these guys. But uh, but I hope the day returns to where we can get back to a little bit more normalcy, I guess you could say, when it comes to football stuff. Uh, but, you know, I don't know when that's going to happen. And I, and I think, too, that even though that Urban Meyer and look, some other staffs in the National Football League that are new this year have put together, obviously, some great staffs. And Mark Bunnell's part of a really good staff in Detroit. And I think it's unfortunate that the fan base won't get to know them probably as well as they have in the past just because the lack of access with COVID. So, uh, so when Urban Meyer talks about how he wants to put together one of the best coaching staffs that there is to give the players the best, I just wish that the fans could get a little bit more of a glimpse into that uh, like they have in the past. But I think that uh, this year that m may not be the case. But hopefully we can get and the Jaguars are able to get a lot of information out there, which I'm sure that some of that stuff will be put out in-house. So, uh, But like, I I'm excited about Urban Staff. I mean, I I'm glad that uh, the misstep that he took by hiring Doyle was fixed. Um, I didn't really know much about, about Chris Doyle when he was hired. And then obviously a lot of the questions made you read more. Mm -hmm. and, and obviously there was concern there and with, uh, with that hire. And one of the reasons I think that made me be concerned about it is that when former players put their names on it or are willing to talk openly about it and put their names on it, uh, typically where there's smoke, there's fire there. And so uh, the Jaguars rightfully corrected it. Uh, whether you want to call it a resignation or whatever. But uh, I think a lesson learned there, JP, yeah. and, uh, and good to see that that was fixed because, you know, all that would have been is just a dark cloud over, over a staff then and, and the excitement. I mean, it would, have just, it, would have, it would have brought everything down and would have taken away a lot of the excitement of what Urban Meyer is doing and what the Jaguars are doing, and I'm glad they fixed it. Well, I said this on a podcast the other day, and, and I understand the football reasoning behind it from Urban Meyer because the guy had been at Iowa since 1999 and Iowa is not really known for getting five-star players all the time. It's not Alabama where they're having top recruiting classes all the time. So basically you have to recruit and develop players into becoming better football players and they've had success on the field there, you know, 10-win seasons and such, sustained 
success. It's not like they're winning the Big Ten every year. But they're in the picture, and occasionally they'll go and, and get to the Rose Bowl and do that stuff. But they have a track record of doing that. So I get from the football perspective of that, but the other thing uh, was the, the prevailing issue, obviously, and it overrode a lot of that in the public perception, and so the move had to be made. Now, I'm curious what's going to happen moving ahead with that position. Does he have somebody in the hopper already? Do they change the structure of how that side of the the building here is set up? That's all things we just don't know yet. Yeah, and and that was kind of curious, too, that, you know, you have a, you know, sports performance type of coach, you know, which obviously can encompass a lot of areas, but uh, when they initially announced it, Boy, that job that he was going to fill, I mean, had uh, far-reaching um, influence in the organization. Yes. I was like, wait a minute, that, that, that doesn't make any sense, you know? I mean, I don't want to put a – excuse me for this, but uh, you don't put a strength coach who is in charge of, of a medical training staff. I mean, I, I, I didn't quite understand that. But anyway, uh, who knows what's going to happen in the future – um, but, uh, but like I said, I'm, I'm glad that that was fixed just because, I mean, it was just sucking the energy yep. out of any positivity that you had generated with the hiring of Urban Meyer and, uh, very surprised that, uh, that they didn't anticipate that and not, not have to have a correction but see, with I, that situation. Yeah, I feel, I, I feel like they anticipated some heat, but I don't think they, they expected the heat to be as hot as it was. So. The change was made. Now it's moving ahead. Yeah, possibly. Ahead. You know, because they're, yeah, they're look, the, the, good, the good thing is, is that uh, you, you fixed it. Uh, but, but I think even for some people out there, just the fact that you had to fix it, I think is for some people, JP, that's disappointing. Yeah. And that some people want, don't want to have to have something like that to be criticized to get fixed. And most people say, well, look, if you're going to make, pro- if we're making progress, then we shouldn't have to speak. And, and make ourselves heard to say, what are we doing here? And to fix something like that. You know what I mean? In other words, the, the, the action that was taken initially should have taken all of this into account and should have been considered. And, but, but anyway, nonetheless, it, uh, it's in the past and, and everything is, is moving forward for this team. And now I think with free agency looming right around the corner and the Jaguars in such a great position financially, there's going to be a lot of positivity coming to this organization because there's going to be a lot of negativity for a lot of football teams this year. They're going to be struggling to find a way to get below the cap. Whenever they announce that, and and for JP, for a lot of teams, man, they're all sitting back going, what's the number going to be? You know, because they're almost in a holding pattern until they find out what this number is going to be so that they can make decisions of who they have to cut and then also who can they resign. And I wish the league would make that announcement and decision sooner than later. Let's go around the National Football League and start with some of that news that came out today, Logs, about the league and the NFLPA agreeing to increase the salary cap floor to $180 million. That will be the, the low end of the salary cap. The final cap number will come after some financial reports are completed. That should be fairly soon but they're still waiting on a couple of final things yeah, see, but the lowest it will get, be is one get on with it just <laughs> let's get the number figured out and just give the teams the number because jp if you got a floor of 180 
if all of a sudden the number becomes 185, I mean, that's your decision making is altered and could be in a significant way with $5 million of room. So, I mean, look, look let's get that number figured out so that everybody can move forward. Carson Wentz traded to the Indianapolis Colts for a 2021 third-round pick, a conditional second-round pick in 2022. That would become a first-rounder if Wentz plays 75% of the snaps this season or 70% and the Colts make the playoffs. That's Mike Garofolo of the NFL Network who had all those numbers earlier today. What do you think of Carson Wentz, especially in Indianapolis now twice a year? Well, first off, I hope he's the quarterback that played last year because he wasn't very good. <laughs> and he doesn't have any rhythm. He had no confidence. And uh, you could tell that his teammates were, were frustrated uh, by his play. But if he is uh, the potential MVP-type candidate, which he, he was a couple years ago, he can be a pretty scary player because he's got great mobility and he's got some size. Uh, but, you know, I think this is another example. And Jared Goff was the other one, two guys in the same draft class that both teams paid him when they shouldn't have. And both general managers, especially Les Snead, has made multiple mistakes with the Rams. I'm very surprised that, uh, that he's still kind of rolling along after trading away Jared Goff after giving him a lucrative contract and then having to trade away more draft equity. I mean, the Rams have like zero draft equity in the, in right. the future. And, right. and I just, I don't know how they're going to keep building football teams in LA, but anyway, uh, Carson Wentz, look, I, I hope he gets better just because, you know, I thought he was a really good player a couple of years ago, but then at the same token, JP, look, uh, I'm all about the Jaguars. And if he ends up playing like he did last year, good for the Jaguars and, and also it, it hurts the Colts because they had to give up draft equity. Field Yates of ESPN had this tweet today from 2009 to 2016 there were 22 first round pick quarterbacks logs none of those guys are with their original team anymore Wentz was the last holdout today that's crazy yeah which is which is pretty amazing and uh it just goes to show you how much, I don't want to say a crapshoot, but there's no guarantees even with the first overall pick in the draft. Yeah. I mean, because you're talking about the first overall pick in the draft and then the second overall pick in the draft that just got traded this year. I mean, and Carson Wentz and Jared Goff. I mean, so I'm not trying to, to be Debbie Downer here when it comes to Trevor Lawrence, but I'm just saying, look, just because somebody's picked number one overall at the quarterback position doesn't make them automatically going to be a great player. You know, you hope that they're going to be the Peyton Mannings or the, the John Elways or, you know, the, the franchise type guys. And, uh, but uh, that's not a guarantee. And uh, finally, JJ Watt, a free agent cut by the Texans this week. I think he's a Hall of Famer already. He's still got some years left in oh, him. Oh, yeah. Uh, where do you think he lands, Logs? What would be the best spot for him? quickly in a minute well I mean look uh, everybody's talked about a couple different landing spots there's been talk that uh, he's excited about maybe going to Cleveland maybe going back to, uh, going to Pittsburgh to play with his brothers but Pittsburgh has serious cap issues yeah. Buffalo is in the mix supposedly and uh, JJ would like to try to win a championship um, the reality is is that JJ's not going to command uh, the, the type of money that he has in the past because he, he doesn't play to that level anymore. He's still a very good football player, but he's not an MVP candidate anymore like he was year in and year out for a while. Hmm. 
But he can help a team. Uh, sure. There's no doubt about it. And I think he's also got to be able to limit some of his snaps. But uh, who knows where he's going to end up. We'll find out uh, probably sooner rather than later. He says he's in no rush. He's got some time. He's a free agent now. We'll see what the market holds. Logs, we'll talk to you again next week. Have a great weekend. Joe Fortunato, Brent Reber. Thanks to Jimmy Luck. I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time. Jaguars Happy Hour on the Jaguars Digital Network.